Welcome to the Underplayed Podcast. Episode 5. 5. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's episode 5. We made it this far. We've done 5 of these. It only took us 3 months. I am one of your hosts, Keaton. I am one of your other hosts, Tim. And I'm Tracy. She Just is Tracy. also one of your hosts. He is also one of your hosts. Ah, what a time. What a place. What an age to be alive. I know. This is honestly great. I feel unusually happy. No, that's not true. I feel normal. Normally happy. Normally happy. I feel... I don't like the way this guy looks at me. You see him? They don't Who's see that? him. They can't see oh, him. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Do you guys see him? Because this guy from this band that we're doing today is looking at me. He, uh, okay, he kind of looks like Johnny Depp. He does look like he Johnny does. Depp. Yep. He 100%. That was the very first thing I thought when I saw him. He right. looks like Johnny And the Depp. girl doesn't really look like anybody. No. She just looks like a girl with dark hair. Who are we talking about, Trace? We're talking about the Civil Wars. The actual war? No, the group entitled Civil War. Is it war or wars? Wars, uh, a plural. plural. Are you interested in hearing how they came up with the name of their group? Yes. It has no historical meaning, but it's based on a quote. The quote says, be kind for everyone you meet is fighting a great battle. And that quote is attributed to Ian McLaren. And according to Williams, she said, as I was thinking about the music we make, the sense of battle seemed applicable. Interesting. I don't know. Fighting, fighting to make good music, write good music. I don't know. Is it like being a civil war? Do you think that they're maybe trying to get at the fact that it's like an internal battle? Uh, that's what I was thinking. Personal, a personal. A personal yeah, battle. It, yeah. Okay. That is cool. That is cool. But fighting if, to make the good music. I like that. Yeah. That is cool. So I got a little to say, and then Tracy's probably got a lot to add to this. <laughs> so I'm going to do the general intro, which I probably should have done before that. Is The Civil Wars is our is our band for today for song number one. And The Civil Wars were an American musical duo composed of Joy Williams and John Paul White. They formed in 2008. And they won four Grammy Awards prior to their breakup in 2014. Four Grammy Awards? I did not know that. Yeah, they had significant critical acclaim. Uh, BBC said a timeless, anachronistic record. Barton Hollow could be from 30 years ago, or it could be from 30 years hence. What's certain, though, is that you truly feel it in the here and now. While the New York Daily News wrote, with care and delicacy, they curate their notes, stitching together a sound that's sharp, arch, and almost achingly fine. I like what they said about it. It's it's like timeless. I Uh totally agree with that. You know, the first thing you think is you see these these two people, roughly same age, up there together, and you assume that they're in some kind of relationship, and they were not. No, they were married. As far as we know. As far as we know. They were both married to other people, and her Joy's husband was the manager of the band. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna let I'm gonna let Tracy carry on because I think she knows a lot more than I do about this. It got exciting. Let me just start by saying I had not heard of this group until Tim introduced them to me. What three, four years ago? Three years ago, I immediately I loved their sound. You know, I love Americana, and I had seen the pictures of them. And nothing rang a bell for me. I just, I saw them and I thought it was great and all that. But when we started really digging in uh, for this episode and I started researching, and I don't know why it didn't dawn on me before, 
But when I looked at her and I saw her name, Joy Williams, I thought to myself, hmm, I know a Joy Williams. And so I started uh, really digging in and looking, and it is. I met Joy Williams, this Joy Williams. It is the same person. About 20 years ago, she was nominated for several Dove Awards and had uh, several albums. I can't remember exactly how many, maybe four or five, something like that. And that is how she actually started her recording career. And in the course of that, she was touring with a group that came to my church, and I was, for lack of a better word, the lackey. I was the person who put together their green rooms and helped them get their food, and therefore, I got to sit around down there and chat up with all the artists and talk to all of them, and uh, it was really a great experience for me, something I had the privilege to do a couple of times for a couple different artists, and I got to talk to Joy Williams. I got to sit there and chat with her about marriage and stuff. She was young. She was in her 20s, not married, not dating or anything like that. She was blonde. Okay, that is why I didn't recognize her. Thank you. When she was doing all of this, she was very blonde, and her hair was kind of curly, wavy, you know, and she looked real young. She did not resemble the person on this cover. She just looked really different. So I was excited that, yeah, I've met her and chatted with her. That's super and, cool. Yeah. Is she nice? What's she like? Yeah, yeah, she was really nice. We were talking about marriage and stuff and how okay, like she wasn't dating and wasn't really interested in dating and was telling me about that. But she was very nice. The most interesting thing to me, because I just went on the assumption that they were married or a couple. I assumed that for so many years, like many others. And so I did some research about that. I found three pretty good quotes where they're all interviews with Joy because John didn't really talk right much at all in interviews mm-hmm. after or, they broke up or after well the no the guy did, didn't up. talk much yeah oh, i, I saw all. him live yeah okay yeah i saw him at the depot in salt lake city when i was there gotcha okay so what joy said about the rumors about them being married to others how do we stay connected as a couple in order for that to not be something that gets in the way or gets in the middle and that was something that we worked really hard in our marriage throughout the existence of the civil wars Saying yes to something means saying no to something else. Saying no to something means saying yes to something else. You have to weigh those questions very deeply. And that happened for me. And then two more. So many people assumed that we were married, which is not the case, she shares. Speaking on NPR's All Things Considered, we are married, but to other people. The myth was also something that, you know, had to be dealt with and treated very carefully because we are happily married to other people. In a very honest moment in that same interview, she says, yeah, uh, they asked her if it was dangerous. And she said, yeah, that's playing with fire. Looking back, there was so much power in that. And that's where a lot of the inspiration for the music came from within that tension. But you do have to treat that with a great deal of respect. If you don't, other things start falling by the wayside. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, she kind of admitted there was some tension there, but all it really amounted to was something that fueled the music probably for the better. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. It's an interesting dynamic. One more little sort of halfway connection. Uh, It's neat that you you saw them when you did, and I I met her when I did, but also one of their recordings they did live from Eddie's Attic. Oh, yeah. Eddie's Attic, Decatur, Georgia. That's right. I lived right down the street from there for a bit. Yep. That's interesting. Yep. I loved Eddie's Attic. It was probably 20, I'm going to say somewhere between 2011 and 2013 when I saw them. Okay. The Savores. Yep. 
So the song we're covering today by the Civil Wars is 20 Years. Um, 20 Years? 20 Years is... This is a 40-minute podcast. I know. We don't, have all, we don't have the time for all of that. The song is... Okay, you could, you could make a real good argument that the Civil Wars in general are underplayed. And this is not even one of their big hits. Right. So it's underplayed, underplayed. Almost like the Winchesters. Yeah, exactly. It, gives, it gives me the as, same vibe. Yes, but they're not as unknown as the Winchesters. No, definitely Civil not. Civil Wars like won some Grammys. Right, yeah. right. The Civil Wars does have 1.3 million monthly listeners on Spotify. That's good. Right, and what was what was the Winchesters? Like, like, like 63. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay. Anyways, yeah, but so, we love uh, them all. We love we them love all. all. We, we love do. them all. Mm-hmm. Numbers love them doesn't all. mean anything. And you should love them all too. All, all right, right, so this go. song is called 20 Years. Beautiful little song. You'll notice some things about the structure of the song that are interesting like there's really not a chorus. There's some verses and a bridge. Right. Yeah. There's a Let's just stop right there, because I feel like at the end of the song, I'm going to forget everything that I wanted to say. Okay. Wow. That was one iteration, basically. That was one verse, not chorus. Right. And so, I really love, obviously, both of their voices, and we're probably going to get into that later. We're going to do some voice worshiping today. Um, Again, their harmony. Yeah. The harmony is beautiful. So beautiful. The guitar part, I learned the guitar part. It's super for what, how good it sounds, it's very simple. It's not a tough guitar part, which to me is a sign of a really good songwriter. Mm-hmm. Back in here. So right here. I love what they do there. That and a secret is the only thing they sing together together on the same notes same note right and that really pulls the song together ties it together it ties it together almost like a chorus would and it's in kind of a place where you would put a chorus right after the verse so you know personally i would call that a chorus yeah Yeah. i don't know it's all just labels well when we talk about the meaning we're gonna talk about that line and a secret good good so So they did that for a reason i i I believe so that's cool that's cool this is why we pay tracy so much Mm mm-hmm so should we continue? Yes, let's okay. go. Recognize 
this is what I would call the bridge. I agree. Or xylophone solo. Well, all the instruments in here, they sound really good together. I love how they everything do. just like... It's a whole soundscape right now. Almost like a lullaby, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, good song. Yeah. Good song. So if you think that you recognize these people, maybe you've heard of the Civil Wars before, you might know this song, Barton Hollow. How about those harmonies? Mm, yeah. Love it. This one has more energy to it. Yeah. I think this is the song they were nominated for the Country Music uh, Awards uh, for Duo Video of the Year. Okay. This song. Oh, and uh, this album, Barton Hollow, they were nominated for, no, let me go back. They won Best Folk Album. Oh, nice. Won nice. a Grammy for Best Folk Album. So you might have heard that. You might have heard another one they did called Poison and Wine. They had some good ones, but 20 Years for Me was always my favorite by far, and it never really no, got, it's, got yeah. to where the other ones did. Right. Definitely not Grammy award-winning tracks. Right. All right. Well, let's get into the meaning, the lyrics. The meaning behind this song. I love this segment. Yeah, so they co-wrote this song together, Williams and White, and I found a, an article that did a little blip that's really interesting. It said that this song, quote, concerns a family secret on Williams' side. So interesting. a family secret of Williams' mm. family. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of, you know, thoughts about 
Is this a, a love that was had and then somebody let go and went away and, you know, wishing that they could hear back from someone they let go? But I saw a great, again, this is just somebody saying, oh, I think this could be it. Okay. Someone said, I think this song is about giving up a child. They wrote a note when they gave up the child for adoption, but it was never delivered. 20 years later, they finally delivered the note with a faded picture, quote, that's from the song, and a shadow you won't recognize. That's from the song. Wait, what? Hmm. So you're saying they delivered the baby to someone's porch? Yeah. And didn't leave the note? And didn't leave the note. It says, a letter with a secret possibly gave up the child to someone in the family, and they have no excuses and no alibi. They just did it. They have no excuse. They know it. And now they are asking for redemption and praying that they will receive a note under their door and they'll wait 20 more years if needed. Oh, wow. wow. <laughs> That's just yeah. an interesting. Somebody came up with a fantastic interpretation of the song. Yeah. Right. Oh, what we do know is it's about a family secret. Who knows what that secret might be? The family. But definitely is a song about someone looking for redemption and having some, it sounds like to me, some regret. Oh, yeah, know? definitely. Yeah. Uh, I thought that was an interesting take on the song. That is really interesting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so speaking of regret, the breakup of the Civil Wars, just real quick, why we refer to them in the past tense is they did break up. In 2012, they uh, unexpectedly canceled a bunch of shows in the middle of a tour in Europe, uh, saying that it was due to internal discord and irreconcilable differences of ambition. Wow. Yeah. You know what was really sad? Like you said, they canceled in the middle of a tour and they paid back. They reimbursed people who bought tickets. They even reimbursed people's travel costs. Like if someone, mm, wow. you know, flew to see their show, they reimbursed it all because they really felt badly about that. And they, mm -hmm. they had a lot of respect for their fan base. So it, they said it was really tough, really, really hard, mm. a, a gut-wrenching decision to make. But gosh, I mean, it must have gone really wrong. For them to cancel shows. In, in the middle of the tour. Right. And to pay and all of them back. Yeah. That's yeah. going... South. Well, I mean, the, the, the official, and again, it's Joy Williams, and, and, mm -hmm. and John's not saying much on this. Mm -hmm. uh, she says, I wanted one thing, and he didn't want that. And a professional difference of opinion can feel very personal. I didn't go through a relational divorce, but I went through a creative divorce. But it is a difficult to, place to be in, trying to move forward in the public eye when there's a sense of entitlement that people have about something that is nuanced way less dramatic than I think people would like to think and difficult when I'm the only one sitting in this chair. Uh, and I Dang, assume she's yeah. referring to the fact that John's not here to say right, anything. Right. Yeah. You know, I mean, when we think about all the big bands that had all the big, you know, the internal fighting guns and roses. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Like crazy. So many, you can imagine if it's just two people. I mean, they have no big band. They are the band. They are just the two. It's yep. just the two of them. Yep. And so that's got to be tough. That's a relationship. That is. It is. And to have all of that weighing on them. I read the same article that you did. And one of the things that she said was their tour was at a, she said, a breakneck pace. 
What? Yes, just, I remember that yeah, too. Just like yeah. I think they maybe show they just show. overdid it and they wore out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So and that's the danger of recording and then touring and touring has got to be hard no matter what. Yeah, for yeah. sure. It was really hard for me to find interviews with John where he actually said I don't anything think he about was it. Given them, I found a couple. Yeah. From like when things were good. Ah. Where he. But even in those, he didn't say much. And mm-hmm. I noticed on stage, he didn't say much. I think he's he's a lot less open mm-hmm. about his, his personal business, really any business, because, mm-hmm. you know, his the band is, is not personal anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. it just had to be really bad. Yeah. Well, on the good side, he's married with, I think, four kids, maybe something like that and lives in Alabama. And uh, Joy Williams is married and has a child. She just, yep. So I think they're all good and happy. And and Joy has gone on to record some solo stuff. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And if you like the Civil Wars, you'll probably like her solo stuff. It's not mm-hmm. super different. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, the funny thing about her vocals is I remember Joy Williams and her style of singing when she, you know, first came out with her uh, Christian records. Oh, yeah. And, was it, was right. it similar? Uh, no, not oh, wow. at all. Was not it at pop? All. Was it like all pop? Um, this was like early 2000s, like 2001, 2002. And like she was singing very big gospel sounding, like she belted everything out. She's she was not singing the soft, pretty, right? right no, she has a lot of power and, and volume and, and uh, oomph behind her voice. And, and in fact, saw her sing on the uh, Dove Awards. She sang a song that sounded like a black gospel song. You could tell that was the style that she was going for. Um, Very soulful. Yeah, she did well, but that was the style she was going for, which is really different from this Americana folksy right, yeah, song. Very, that, yeah, yes, I like this better. I like what she's doing better. I think it suits her better. I think it shows her control and her range and all of those things. Beautiful. I love that she can sing that soft, pretty, airy stuff, especially like that line you were talking about where they come together in Mm. unison. That's my favorite part of the song. It's so pretty. And they record together. Oh, really? So live recordings. Live recordings together. Yeah. Yeah. So beautiful. And then he's got a fantastic tenor voice. He's got got great vocals. Beautiful. And their harmony is just fantastic. You can tell that they're really like locked in with each other. Yeah. Yeah. Like very tight and like... Mm -hmm. Beautiful what's, what's blend. The word? Like organized. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Beautiful blend. I just want to talk about that guitar, the guitar part. Honestly, for me, that's my favorite part in the song. Like the okay. It just it's very satisfying to listen to. It really is. Was it you that you said it sounded yes. like a typewriter? It's it, it, it kind of does. Sa- it sounds think like a typewriter. An old time typewriter. Ding ding ding. It just, you remember the old, like, old before computers, before, you know, and we would type, 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 and you get to the end and it goes ding and you shove it back. <laughs> yes, I do. That is what it reminds it's me like, of. Bah, it's like, exactly. Yep. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. So it's like, it's, it has great, and like, of course, the chords as well. I really like the way that, I mean, they're not that. There aren't very many chords. No, they're not that many chords, but it, again, it works in a brilliant way. You know, it really. It's haunting. It's haunting, and I love it. Yeah. Core change there.
I see how you could think that sounds like a typewriter. Yeah, yeah it kind of does. Yeah, I'm creative. Okay. So the vocals. Yeah. Underneath your front door, that I wrote 20 years ago. No, d- such, there's yeah. dynamic between. Exactly. And a faded picture and a secret. I love that. Yeah. In an envelope. That takes um, the some way, serious breath support to do that. I know. I was that. just thinking that, like, the way it like trails off like that. That's like a. That's like. Good. It, t- it just takes a lot of support. You just uh-huh. really have to hold that diaphragm tight. You know, and he's yeah, probably, I mean, if they record these live, he's probably playing guitar live too. I didn't see that. What I saw was. They're standing up and he's not playing. Correct. Okay. So he records the guitar and probably they do all the music first. That would be my guess. And then they stand together and sing. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's very good to know. Tracy just did the mix notes for us. So Boom. Now we know how it was recorded. <laughs> Tracy's an audio engineer. Beautiful song. Check out the Civil Wars. Check out Joy Williams. Is John Paul doing anything? Like I don't know. I heard know. he had a band, but like it's not really as... Sorry, John, but it's not as well marketed <laughs> as Joy's stuff. Yeah. Uh, What's his name? John Paul White. I knew a guy named John Paul White, but I'm pretty sure it's not this guy. How funny would it be if Tracy you met knew a, a guy jo- named John Paul White and I knew Joy Williams? Yeah, he was, was a good friend of mine, but very different path that he's on. In okay, life. so he does have an official website, it appears. That's good. JohnPaulWhite.com? Um, yes, JohnPaulWhite.com. He has his own Wikipedia, in case you were wondering. We should check him out. We got to give John some fair airtime Okay, here. so Just because he doesn't like doing interviews doesn't oh, mean wait. we should. Okay, so his. he has his own Spotify. Oh, pfft. Okay. He has a song with 37 million streams. So he's what? Do, he's doing well for himself. John Paul White, Hate the Way You Love Me, 37.9 million streams. And he has 202,000 monthly listeners. So he's Dang. still doing well for himself. He released an album in 2022. In 2016, he put out a... Hate the Way You Love Me. Yeah. Okay. And The Hurting Kind? This is Hate the Way You Love Me. Okay. By John Paul White. I can already hear some of the influence there. Maybe John Paul White brought Joy Williams more into the folk side of things, you think? Very possible. Ooh, I love how dry his voice sounds. And I hate the way you hold me Nervous as a cat Also very much like a lullaby Yeah Like soothe me to sleep type music Beautiful Very beautiful Well maybe on another uh, future episode of The Underplayed We will do this song it is, it's come to the time where we, we want to give you guys our contact information. If you have any thoughts about the podcast, any of the songs, any of the artists, if you have any questions, right now we've got time to answer emails. The email is hello at theunderplayed.com. And the domain, if you want to go check that out, uh, it's a little sparse right now, but there's some info about us and some pictures over on theunderplayed.com. Our domain, we stole it. 
No one else can use we it. We stole it from ourselves. And then you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash the underplayed. You'll notice that our brand does include the word the. So if you ever can not find us or if you're ever looking for the podcast, definitely type in the underplayed. Yes. The underplayed. All right. Our next song. We're moving to the next song, right? Yes. Okay. Good song by the Civil Wars, but our next song, kind of a 180, I'd say. I mean, that's the whole goal of this podcast. Indeed. A wide spectrum of music. Our next song is by an artist named San Holo. Not the other way around. Not Han Solo from Star Wars, but San Holo. For legal reasons, there's no correlation between San Holo and Han Solo. <laughs> there's like, I have some inform- I have actually a good bit of information on him as I do listen to him in my free time. Mm-hmm. San Holo, otherwise known as Sondor Von... No. <laughs> Okay. No, Looper real. He's not known as Sonder, but that's okay. Sonder van Dyke, also known as Son Holo, is a Dutch DJ, musician, and record producer from Zoetemir, uh, which is where's that in the Netherlands. Okay, because he's Dutch. He originally got onto the scene by posting a remix on YouTube, a remix of uh, the next episode by Dr. Dre, which currently has over 258 okay. million views on YouTube. That's a lot of views. Very cool. That'll do it. That would be like triple platinum by that point. Right. <laughs> what I like about this guy, he's very down to earth. You know, you see a lot of people, and especially for how quick he gained popularity, none of it mm-hmm. ever went to his head. He's a very down to earth person, which I really mm. respect because a lot of people are not like that. Yes. You know, they'll be like, oh, I got money now. And that's what I kind of loved most about Bruno Mars. Like, oh, yeah. For the first 90% of his career, he was very, very modest. And he may mm-hmm. still be. I don't know. I know. We don't listen to it much anymore, do we? No, not really. Yeah. So So what's the genre for him? Son claims that he doesn't really like putting himself in a genre. But if I put him into a genre, I would say like electronic with like a mix of folk, okay. uh, rock, yeah. indie. Yeah. Because that's the first thing I noticed about him when I listened. Um, I listened to this whole album. Baby. We, we had to pick yeah, a so song. This song is Wheels Up from the album Baby You Okay. Stylized as BBU Okay. First thing I noticed about the album is he. what it seems like his thing is, is mixing electronic music with real organic instruments. Which he was one of the first people to do that. Of course, there's a handful, uh, not a handful, there's more than a handful of people that do that now within the electronic music scene, myself included. Mm-hmm. He was one of the first people who really did it. When he was first starting off doing music, he stuck to the more hyper electronic music, such as Future Bass. Some people would even call it dubstep. I wouldn't, but mm-hmm. you know, to your average layman. That's probably what I'd call it then. Right. <laughs> Von Dyke studied music production and guitar at Code Arts. He graduated in 2012. After years of working with bands, Von Dyke began ghost producing for DJs. His production experienced considerable commercial success, which led him to consider going solo and creating the stage name Son Holo. Most recently, he has released his sophomore album, Baby You Okay, which is what the song is off of. His debut album was called Album One. It was nominated in 2017 for the Electronic Music Awards. And uh, yeah, he hold on, he has he won like a Dutch equivalent to a, a Grammy. It's called an Edison. Oh, okay. He won that for Best Dance Album of the Year. Okay. Of course, he's graduated college in Code Arts, which is a university in the Netherlands. Um, Do you know what his major is? His major, I think, is in guitar. Oh, okay. Yeah, he studied music music production and guitar at Code Arts. Okay. 
He formed his own record label named Bitbird, which has an assortment of artists that are similar to him. The whole goal of Bitbird is to really showcase underground talent, unique okay. sound, sounds that you haven't really heard before that are unique to that artist. So okay. artists that are trying to break through and really create their own scene, which I think is really cool and unique. Yeah, I like that. Kind of a funny little tidbit. Walt Disney tried suing him back in 2014 for his name, Son Holo, which was a little bit uh, too similar to Han Solo. Um, <laughs> they really did? Yeah, they tried They go? tried suing him. Well, he probably didn't have any money back then either. No. Uh, yes, see. In September 2014, Walt Disney Pictures threatened a lawsuit against Von Dyke. They thought his stage name, Son Holo, was too similar to Han Solo, a character in the Star Wars movies. And that's all it says. I'm I'm assuming he got out of that as he is still active today. Yeah. Disney will take someone down. Oh, yeah. Disney is so like they do not care. They will go after anybody. Disney's huge now. Oh, yeah. Disney's like the the companies that are going to take over the world is going to be Amazon, Walmart and Disney. Mm -hmm. For sure. Our groceries will all come from Walmart. We won't have a choice. (laughs) I will shrivel up and die. (laughs) Our Uh-oh. stuff will come from Amazon, and all of our entertainment will come be from Disney through Disney. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. somehow funneled through Disney, funneled, edited, and censored by Disney. <laughs> yeah, I'll probably um, have to cut all this out. Son Holo is one of my personal favorite artists of all time. I don't know. I just feel something in his music that I don't feel in anybody else's music. I don't know how that works. It's just feelings and human thoughts are a very unique thing. I, I that totally no one understand really, that. Yeah. It's just it's it's super cool. You know. He makes music for the purpose of connecting with his audience. Right. You know, and especially for his industry, that's almost unheard of. Because, you know, electronic music is generally thought of as to be made just for dancing or like getting drunk to or whatever, you know. Right. But his music, as it combines a lot of emotional guitar parts with his electronic sound design, I think it's really unique. And And his vocals. His vocals, too. Yeah, he sings on songs as well. When I think of what EDM I think of you know club junk junk right. junk 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 you know of course yeah I just that's that's what I think of and it's not really my <laughs> exactly yes, exactly thank you. Uh, not my favorite genre necessarily um, it's not my least favorite there are others that I really dislike <laughs> but when I heard his album and and specifically the song the mix that he puts in is really nice I know it's I love really it so much. Good. Yeah. And that just goes to show that his music can really connect with anybody, you know? Yeah. It's music as a language, and he has cracked the code. Yes. Yeah. Well, there's an important part of this song we haven't even touched yet. True. Who's um, that singing? Is that San Holo singing? No. So, on this song, Wheels Up, he got Rivers Cuomo of Weezer to sing. So, when we get so that's into interesting. This, so, like, yeah, Weezer. You, you know how that happened? I don't know. I, I know how that happened. Ooh, yeah, I want to hear. Bring I want to hear. Oh, yeah. Son Holo didn't get Weezer. Weezer called up Son, Son Holo. Oh, yeah. Okay. He wrote him, listen, he wrote him on Twitter. He just wrote something to praise one of his songs. He randomly, this is uh, Son Holo's quote, he randomly hit me up on Twitter one day. He was like, hey, I just heard one of your songs and I love it. And I was like, is this really happening? Rivers Cuomo? It said he was double checking if it was really his account to make sure. He was like, <laughs> he's got the you know, little check yeah. mark. It's good. Yeah. Rivers Cuomo asked him to send him some stuff and 
And he did. He made a track in the studio and he sent it to him. And literally a week later, Rivers sent back the vocals. Mm-hmm. And he said, man, this is so good. And so they went back and forth that way. And that's how they that's that, collaborated. That's how the whole connection happened. Yeah, yeah that's super yeah. cool. Well, I did not know that. That uh, Twitter, yeah. So So if you don't know who Weezer is or Rivers Cuomo, let's see what some of their biggest songs were. Buddy Holly. This is a good song. Weezer from back in the day, 2001. This is my favorite song by Weezer for sure. Ninety-four. Yeah. And there's undone. This one I remember. I remember this one too. Really, well, not weird remember, but I know chords. it. Yeah. Oh, I love it so much though. There's one more. Beverly Hills. This might have been chart-wise the biggest. Oh yeah, for sure. I remember this one. from isn't all that great my automobile is a piece of crap my fashion sense is a little whack and my friends are just as great as all right wheels up is definitely a good song from the album baby okay so check that out let's check it out let's go Golden girl, it's time for you to fly. You gave it all, hoping to see me smile. I took you in, I never gave you back. Look at me with my head in the clouds, I touch the sky. I saw this live and it hit so hard. Oh man. 
where at. It feels so heavy, but it isn't. The music isn't. Right. I, I guess we pause this, but like that part just feels heavy, but it I know. isn't it's, really it's that guitar, technically. Boom, 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 yeah. boom. It sounds. I think I'm pretty sure that's a guitar, and there's some uh, synths yeah, in the background yeah. too, with like or, a, or a synth, synth bass. Guitar. Yeah. yeah. Um, to answer your question, Tracy, I saw it at the Eastern here in Atlanta. That's oh, the nice. venue. Yeah. It was a super cool venue. Um, but this guy, Son, his level of production is pretty crazy oh yeah now do you mean audio production or the production of the show that you saw all of the above okay (laughs) it was it was super cool because he had like great visuals and lights they're like perfectly synced with everything it was super cool neat all right it's cool we all have like an experience with uh all of the artists on today's show yeah true very cool take this song and hold it in love that part yeah very good song oh good vibes on that song I love it is it. it's it's um uplifting right even s- some of the lyrics which we'll get into here in a second some of the lyrics are like not a little as sad. sad yeah yeah a little bit but like the song itself is like a beat almost mm-hmm. it's like his whole album baby okay this has been his most mixed genre album to date this is the album where he's been most ambitious with mixing electronic music and rock and folk elements all of these songs on this album are good and including the title track baby okay okay yeah i hear the so he's definitely got a lot of actual guitar in his songs which is pretty cool if you ask me. But if you listen to the chorus here, it gets more electronic. Yeah, it definitely does. 
This whole album he wrote during a new chapter of his life after a relationship had ended. He said he was learning how to deal with what happens after love. Several of the songs on the album are breakup-y kind of songs. Some of them are a little sadder, more more sad, and uh, a little darker. This one is a more uplifting. It's more an encouragement of moving on. It's someone's trying to move on and be okay. In themselves, right. yeah. What do you think of the actual uh, lyrics? Who's the dude that's saying it? <laughs> Rivers, oh, Rivers, Rivers Cuomo, Weezer guy. Rivers Cuomo. What did you think of, yeah, his, vocals? of his vocals? I mean, he's good. He's good. He sounds like a '90s singer to me. He just kind of he, he sounds does. like some of the yeah. others. <laughs> it works really good within yeah. this context yeah. of the song, though. I yeah, I think. I guess I wouldn't say it's got any way out there, super special quality, like maybe some of the other vocalists that we've heard, but the song is great. Mm-hmm. And so, you and would for actually, the style, you, the guy nails it locally. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, you'd have to be bad to ruin the song. And he's not bad. He's, <laughs> he's very good. Very good. So, I really like the song. I really do. Me too. There's not a lot of EDM that I would listen to on my own. Right. I would listen to yours. Yours is soothing. Oh. Uh-huh. This is uplifting. Yay! It's very listenable. <laughs> Thank you. Exactly. Listenable. I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. It's very non-nausea provoking. <laughs> which is a compliment these days. You know what? That's sad but true. I mean, yeah, true. I mean, a lot of mainstream. Yeah. I'm let's not get political here, let's but not. you know, I'm just saying I'm keeping my body get canceled on Twitter just for saying that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, oh, good song. Well, kids, shall we wrap it? I want to remind everybody to go to theunderplayed.com, go to facebook.com slash theunderplayed. And if you're listening to this on a podcast player, definitely hit subscribe um, and and do the things. Yeah. Do the things. On Facebook, you know, feel free to make some comments. I think we've got to... Suggest. A, yeah, Leave suggestions got a, for songs, please. Yep. I actually like to do a little chatty chat so yep. you know if you have a question or something like that and i'm gonna try and put out some questions for us out there too yeah so definitely if we get enough requests for songs or any questions we will maybe dedicate a segment to answering some of those questions absolutely all righty thank you for listening this has been the underplayed we appreciate all of you we'll see you again soon